1: Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for TheVikingAge.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at The Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. Before we get started today, uh, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube to like this video and subscribe. And if you already are subscribing, we appreciate you for doing that. Make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook and there is, I believe, the contest to win the Justin Jefferson jersey will end on September 30th, so you don't have much time to enter that. The uh, entry form can be found in the description of this video on YouTube, so go check that out and fill that out for your chance to win a Justin Jefferson jersey. All right, Chris, um, right now I'm pretty, I'm pretty worn down. Spent yesterday at uh, Disneyland. Walked about 97 miles, give or take. Here it was, uh, like 95 out. I'm sunburned, dehydrated. Uh, just feel like I feel a little, a little hungover, but I'm not, I didn't drink any alcohol, so it kind of wasn't as, as fun, but it was still an enjoyable experience at Disneyland. I was just going to ask you, have you ever had like, was there anything that you've done where you needed like a full day <laughs> to recover? <laughs> That may or may not have involved
2: alcohol. Um, yeah, I don't know how many stories I can tell on this uh podcast about that, but um, I know the feeling. I, I think that uh, Chevy Chase's vacation or what National Lampoon's vacation, yeah. uh, the first one yep. very much means a lot more to you now. Although oh, they man. were taking a cross country trip to go to yeah, Wally World, yeah, we had two hours in Chicago, but yeah. But two hours in like Southern California is like a cross country trip, basically, right?
1: <laughs> uh, no, with toddlers, it's, it's, it's before L.A., so we didn't hit that much traffic, um, so it wasn't too bad. with With the toddlers, it was fine. It went better than expected. I have a two and a three year old, so it went pretty good on the way there, and then on the way back, they just slept, so it was eh. uh, it went better than expected. But you know, a lot of walking for them. We got a stroller, but. Our oldest didn't want to go in the stroller, so he literally walked around the whole park and he was exhausted at the end. And I was just thinking, it reminded me of, um, I used to go to Warp Tour a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I used to go there. Yeah. I've been there like eight or nine times because I lived in Western New York. It used to go to uh, like a Six Flags park out there. And we'd go every summer and it'd be like 100 degrees out and just be exhausted all day because it's like 11 to 8. That's kind of what it was yesterday, but
2: okay. more, I- yeah. I, I got one for you now that you brought that up I because I was thinking part of me was thinking about my foray at uh I'll call it what it is now a quick trip because I don't work yeah. there anymore yeah and you know there are some days like I would just be like I don't want to talk to anyone right yeah. now I yeah. don't want to see anybody I don't want to do anything I just <laughs> want to sit in my apartment and crack like four beers and recover mm-hmm. but um I went to Rockfest in Kadat, Wisconsin, yeah. which for those of you who do not like, I'm not a big, like, I like having a good time, mm-hmm. but like Rockfest is a little bit different crew than I'm used to. I listen, yeah. I listen to rock. I listen, yeah. I, I listen to everything, but like Rockfest, yeah. there's a different crowd that goes than say like, Oh,
1: I'm fest. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm
2: sure. And, and like, so that day we were all poor, like either straight out of college or like a yeah. little bit after. so like. We could not afford most of the amenities that most people oh, yeah. can afford. So I mean, we slept in a tent. We did, and I'm not, as the kids say, I'm not bougie with that kind of right. stuff. You know what I mean? Right. But but I mean, it, it is nice to be able to afford ice, so you can keep your Keystone lights yeah. uh, below boiling temperature. <laughs> so like three days of just drinking and dehydrating. Well, three days. Yeah, I am three hundred pounds at this wow. point. I you know I. I, I do not feel good. I haven't taken a shower and it's like 115. I I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever done <laughs> and, and part of it. Yes, there was alcohol. There was plenty of alcohol involved. I mean, yeah. I was hammered all three yeah. days, yeah. but at the same time, like by the end, I'm I, like, it, I, I remember like 6am hitting and just waking up and like, I wanted to wake everybody else up. And just like, let's pack the tent and let's get the hell out of here. Cause this sucks. So, <laughs> You know, it, it was fine. We saw Kid Rock. That was cool. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, Ted you who was Yeah, Ted Nugent was there. Uh <laughs> Actually, I think Stone or somebody on Def Leppard died, so they replaced him with Stone Temple Pilots and uh Ted Nugent. And Ted Nugent, that dude is crazy, but he puts on a hell of a show. That that was he pretty damn
1: cool. He can play. He can shred.
2: Yeah. And, and then there was Avenged Sevenfold and like some oh, other man. stuff, too. Wow. So, I mean, it was a good lineup, but God, it was hot. And like, I, I don't know, <laughs> I would I would probably if I were to do it again, I would probably do Country Fest just because it's more of my like like minded people there. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I can ball out a country, but I mean, yeah. Rock Fest, they can go hard. So definitely a lot of respect for uh, for that right there.
1: Yeah, there was. I we figured it was. We were going on a Wednesday, so we figured like there wouldn't be a whole lot of people there. But it, it's Disneyland; it's always packed. So we were still a lot, a lot, a lot of people there. But we got to go see a lot of cool stuff. So and we'll be back. But we'll have a, probably a different plan moving forward and how to approach it because my my oldest got a like a spurt of energy at the at the end of the night because it wasn't ninety five out anymore, and he wanted to do everything and we're like we got to no. go. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. But speaking of, you know, needing a whole day to recover, uh, usually I sometimes after these Vikings and Saints games, I feel like I need that with, with everything that goes on in between these two uh, over the years. And this is who the Vikings are playing week four. They'll be playing in London on, on Sunday. Uh will be early for pretty much everybody, super early for me. I'm on the West Coast. It'll be nice and 6.30 in the morning for me. Uh, if you live in Hawaii, it's 3.30 for you. Um, so, but for you, it's what, 8.30? Yeah. Yeah, it's an eight thirty start, yeah. so not too bad. not Not too oh. bad. Um, so it's on NFL Network, and I believe locally it's on Minnesota on uh, KSTP on ABC five, and then it's local in New Orleans as well on one of their affiliates. Um, but yeah, the Vikings and the Saints. This is this is this is a, a a rival. Like this is a rivalry. This is this is. There's been a lot of heated battles between these two teams over the years. The Vikings have knocked him out of the playoffs. Uh, The last two times they met him in the playoffs, last two times these teams met, uh, Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns, uh, right before Christmas. Christmas. Was it it on Christmas? Yeah, it was (laughs) on Christmas. Christmas. Yes, yeah, uh, and you know, the whole bounty gate thing back in the day. Um, just just about the Saints, we know that the Packers are probably the Vikings' biggest rival, they're in the division, they're across the border or whatever, but would you know. The Bears and the Lions, like I guess they're they're division rivals, but I don't know if people consider them like the next rival after the Packers. Would you think that the Saints are the like the second most hated team behind the Packers when it comes to Vikings fans? I guess maybe right now. Like, I mean there there's not anything to really like I
2: Vikings fans only hate the bears when they're good. And like they're the bears are technically like our biggest rival historically. Like they kicked yeah. the crap out of them. The first game they ever played the bears kind of like little brothered the Vikings when they first came into the league. But I mean the Packers just because of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, yep. they they really rose to like number one on the list. Um, I feel like number two, like if the bears rebuild goes well with Ryan Pace, they'll shoot back up to number two. No problem. I mean, I get very annoyed when the Bears win because usually it's because they have a horseshoe stuck up their ass. Uh, The Saints, uh, some of the luster is a little bit gone. It reminds me of the Minnesota wild back in the two thousands, when they were battling the Vancouver Canucks in the Northwest division, like the NHL decided to be a good idea to place the wild in a division where they're going up to Calgary and Vancouver and like the Northwest corner uh, in Colorado and everything else. And their games were all on at nine o'clock. It's like like the
1: bucks were in the central.
2: Yeah. 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 So, so like, you know, the, the wild would always play these teams and they'd always run into the Canucks in the playoffs. And like, They had like Todd Bertuzzi was just an absolute dick, right? (laughs) And then they wound up uh, going down 3-1. I think it was in 2000. It was in their second or third season of existence, whatever it was. But they were down 3-1. They came back from a 3-1 deficit before against Colorado, who's naturally their biggest rival. But then uh, they came back against Vancouver to go to the Western Conference where they were uh, swept in true Minnesota fashion because John John Sebastian Giger, uh wore pads the size of a freaking house. Um, I'm yeah, a Ducks. Well, I
1: was I oh, was okay. a Ducks fan back then.
2: I I have to I I cannot say screw the Ducks because friend of the Homer Horn Alexis Downey is the sideline reporter there now for Bally. So uh, I I have to I have to shout out the Ducks a little bit, but that one still sticks the, the movie is set in
1: Minnesota. So.
2: It is. It is. Um, I could, I could make a joke about my other friend that I know that may not have seen the movie. Um, but I am, (laughs) I am not going to do that because I don't want to annoy the crap out of her. Um, but so getting back to your original question with the saints, I think it's a emotionally charged matchup for Vikings fans because, you know, bounty gate happened. People were mad because a lot of people thought that team was going to win the super bowl and the saints cheated to get it. Like I, that, it, that, is what happened. They had a bounty system. I think a lot of other teams had it, but they were the team that got caught. So I think, the that, <laughs> yep, and that kind of triggered it. Then you have one of the other most memorable uh, moments in NFL history: the Minneapolis Miracle. That happened against the Saints, which you know, on its own merit, is one of the greatest games in NFL history. In that moment, that's probably one of the things that fan the flames. And then you have the win in uh New Orleans where Kyle Rudolph pushed off at the end of the game. So um, yeah, I, I mean there's just a trilogy, there's a lot of emotion behind yep. it. Yeah.
1: That's right. So so right now it would probably be what Packers, Saints, Bears. It would be fourth. It can't be the Lions, it can't be the Lions, right? I don't think anybody hates the Lions. No. Eagles?
2: Eagles, maybe. I but think they, Cowboys, they, Cowboys just are natural,
1: always, because even yeah, now Drew Pearson, Drew, Drew and
2: Pearson. <laughs> the yeah M- uh, forever, uh, forever. Herschel Walker
1: trade, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, try and try and block that out, and then even even you know you could even go deeper and be like, they passed on Randy Moss, so the Cowboys fans are always pissed at the Vikings for getting Randy Moss and their team not getting him. So could even. Like we're, not, we're, like
2: we're not mad at the Falcons for 98 we're just we're just like, yeah, Gary should have made the kick.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got throttled <laughs> I by the Broncos. Nothing, I didn't like no the Falcons. Harm. I didn't like the Falcons that year at 98 when I was 10 years old. But now I, I don't I don't care about the Falcons because they're not good. Dirty Bird was a cool dance, though. It wasn't cool when they were doing it on the podium in the middle They definitely was not. <laughs> no,
2: that, that ruined
1: it for me, I think. But so. But yeah, so the, the Vikings and Saints will play in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uh, in London, England on Sunday. Um, just looking at some of the the pass between the Vikings and Saints, so we mentioned the Bounty Gate, we mentioned the Minneapolis Miracle and 2019. Do you think that just look at the 2019 playoff victory when you mentioned Kyle Rudolph game winning catch. Was that more enjoyable Very pushed off, yes. Was that maybe more enjoyable than than the Minneapolis Miracle because it happened inside the Superdome and the Saints no. were like a heavy favorite? No? No?
2: Th- 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 what what are you even asking? I like, like I was th- there. Like, no, of course it wasn't as good as the Minneapolis Miracle. <laughs> I, I'm like straight up offended. It was the greatest day of my life yeah, seeing yeah, Stefan yeah, Diggs run. Dirt. And I, I know what happened the next week. But, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, no. <laughs> the team <laughs> wasn't good. Like, the team screwed everything up because we signed Kirk Cousins to an extension yeah. and we we gave Kyle Rudolph an extension because he built a children's hospital. Like yeah. I
1: here's here's the other thing though. Was the Minneapolis Miracle the the beginning of the end for the Mike Zimmer era? The Minneapolis that was the peak. Because because I you're think, you're I don't think
2: it was the beginning of the end. I think twenty nineteen was.
1: Well, because in twenty eighteen. Well, after it was after the miracle, and you're you just got the NFC Championship, so you're thinking like, oh, we just need this one player to get us over the hump, which is signing Kirk Cousins, and mm-hmm. then that just kind of snowballed into the end. I, it was
2: yeah, like I said, it was the peak. I don't think the beginning, of the end happened in 2018. Excuse me, I, I think it happened in 2019, where Stefan Diggs is complaining about getting not getting the ball. We have players it starting did. to lose. <laughs> but, okay he subtweeted his way out of minnesota um yeah, yeah yeah people applaud you for staying home with colds yeah right now yeah. i mean Stefan diggs did nothing it was wrong. 2019 will, he was ahead
1: he was ahead of his time so you know
2: he was ahead of the curve, man
1: <laughs> head of the curve. He was just looking but, out for everyone else yeah yeah i i would yeah i'd say 2019 but i i, I if someone wanted to argue that that the you know after the 2017 season was kind of bit, that that 2018 offseason was the beginning of the end i i would i, I could hear those that argument as well just because of mike zimmer in in the combine press conference being like do not spend all this money on a quarterback even though i know you're about to it will get me fired
2: he's like the gypsy in like the
1: horror movie
2: yeah. and it's just like you do not want to go
0: in the cave and rick's, rick's feelings like
1: Ah, what do you know? I'll just, it'll be fine. We'll just, we'll, we'll get him. Don't worry. You'll be fine. And what do you know? They're both fired now. So good, good one. Good, good job, Rick, doing that. Um, Here's a question for you. We talked about the bounty gate. Do we blame the Saints bounty gates, bounty gate scheme too much for that Vikings 2009 NFC championship loss instead of all the mistakes the Vikings actually made in that game? I think so. Yeah, I, I do. I because
2: I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings had. It, honestly, right. like this right. was a common thing that was. I mean, there's there's a freaking bounty game in NFL history when what was it? Buddy Ryan put money on, or it was Eagles Cowboys. I can't remember who oh, put money yeah. on who, but I mean, yeah. somebody got smeared across the turf and won, got a whole bunch of money for it. Like mm-hmm. that type of system existed among players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I think I think Bounty Gate is kind of just something that the Viking fans use their frustration on. Just like, hey, like they don't want to admit that was the Vikings fault. I mean, they fumbled 28 times in that game in the second half or it seems it seemed like 28 (laughs) for a
1: certain reason. And they were all on the goal line.
2: Yeah. And they were all on the one yard line. Um, and then you had the Brett Favre interception where, and, and I mean, people, people can blame the bounty gate too, because Favre took the high low, his ankle was all screwed up. If he doesn't take that hit, does he run a couple of yards instead of forcing it to Tracy Porter? I, they, you know, it's, it's a butterfly effect there. So I don't know. I mean, as time went on I, and plus Sean Payton's just a tool <laughs> just the fact that he's like associated with it. Like Viking fans kind of use bounty gate, but yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, now that I'm older, it's just kind of like, yeah, you still had a chance to win the game and you didn't yeah. like yeah. Had, set up a field turnovers. goal for long. Well, let's go to the super bowl. And I don't know. I don't think we beat the Colts.
1: So, Oh, I do. Um, it. they had five, five turnovers in that game. And I don't think that's really ever talked about. You can't, yeah, you cannot turn the ball over five times and expect to win. Because I think the Saints only had one turnover and everyone's like, well, look at all the, the yardage the Vikings had compared to the Saints. And it's like, yeah, well, look at all the turnovers the Vikings had compared to the Saints. Then he had the 12 man penalty. So like a lot went in that loss. Yes. Bounty eight is a. uh, uh an easy one to, to pick out and say like, you want, point you want to talk about
2: games I needed a day to recover from. There yeah. was like a
1: yes. $5 special
2: at a bar called Bo's and mine. It was all you could eat nachos <laughs> and like dollar keystone lights. And uh, well, college Chris had a, I want to say a good night because the Vikings definitely lost, but um,
1: yeah, it was yeah. a good time. It was college. Yeah. College was fun. There's a bunch of times where college was lots of fun. Uh, I don't remember like the children's era, most of it because of college. So that's all I need to say
2: about Join that. All right. Chris and Adam talk college podcast coming <laughs> soon to you on Apple and Spotify. Where we
1: talk about everything we forgot. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So the Vikings and saints on Sunday in London, this is the first time the Vikings have played in London since 2019, not 2019, 2017 when they played the, the Browns. Um, and they defeated the Browns, who I believe were winless at the time when they played them. That was when Hugh Jackson was the coach. It was uh, the Sean
2: Kaiser game? I believe
1: it was. I do believe. Yeah. I, I just remember that they were losing at the half. I do do remember that the Vikings were. It wasn't high scoring where they were losing, and then everyone's like, uh, "Hey guys, let's uh, let's figure something out here." Right. Um, but uh, you know, London game starts early. It's not, there's no real home field advantage, but it's still kind of cool. But like, are you a fan of, of the London games or are they just, I don't know, nothing. They don't really make you too excited or, or whatever.
2: I don't know. They're there. I mean, when I first yes. started, you know, I I know I'm talking a lot about drinking in this podcast, <laughs> but I mean, um, I had a friend who uh, lived up across from a bar in Wisconsin, and I went and visited him for the first London game. I believe it was Ste- Detroit. And, and, no, I think it was Detroit. And well, OK, I think this is the first 830 London game because they always used to have like oh, ones oh, yeah. at noon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, this was. Lions Falcons, I believe. And we went over across the street to the bar at like 10 30 because we're like, we'll just go at halftime. It's Wisconsin. Bars are always open. So, like, we go to the bar at 10 30 in the morning. We get there and, like, <laughs> the bar keeps just behind there and, like, ah, uh, you guys open? And he's like, oh, well, we are now. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we both had a Bloody Mary and the Vikings played at noon. It was, it was great. But, um, I think we're the quarterbacks. More,
1: what's that, that Who are the quarterbacks? Matthew
2: Stafford and Matt Ryan.
1: Oh, they were okay, but they were super young, probably. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think they were. Yeah, I don't think it was way far back, but it, it was at least.
1: I was wondering if it was Joey Harrington was was at the quarterback because he was a quarterback for both those teams. No, no, no.
2: I would have been in high school, so (laughs) that was not Joey Harrington. But yeah, I said I don't remember much of that era. So it's not. I don't know. It's just there. You know, yeah. it, it's cool to see your team in there. I mean, someday when they go across the pond, maybe I'll make the trip and it'll be yeah. pretty cool. I mean, it's a good excuse to go to London because like I, you know, most of my travel is like baseball stadiums, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go to let's go to St. Louis and check out the stadium. Oh, okay. I've been to St. Louis. Like you yeah. you just knock cities off naturally there, and yeah. you know, you see a couple other things around the
1: city. So yeah. yeah. I think it's cool. I don't know. I don't think I like that. It's a game that matters. I feel, I feel like I'd like it more if it was an exhibition game. Like the fact that, that that one team loses a home game, I don't think is that great. Cause it just home games are so important in the, in the NFL and one game can really make a difference. Um, so the saints they're screwed for this game and they, the saints are a team that has a huge home field advantage. If, if this game was in new Orleans, the Vikings would not be favored. Uh, Right now because New Orleans is a tough place to play no matter what the Saints record is. Um so I would I'd rather have it be like an exhibition game, preseason game. I know they do some stuff. They they've got a game in Mexico too, I think, this year. Um so like they're just they're trying to spread it out globally. Um I, I don't I don't know how, how well it's doing. I'm sure it's fine. It's the NFL, they make billions of dollars. But I'd rather prefer because if if this was the Vikings who were the home team, I think a lot of Vikings fans would be pissed off that they lost a home game to to london which is what happened i think the last two times they went yeah Uh
2: it's a lot like um the nhl has the winter
1: classic yeah
2: and like the wild hosted it last year Mm -hmm. and they played the blues in a regular season game where it was like negative 15 outside and the ice was all choppy and everything i mean not an excuse because they got blown off the face of the planet like by the blues like they always do but um i'm feeling a lot of hockey today I guess. You yeah, know? it's coming Openers back right? in two it's, weeks. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they it, play a preseason game tonight. It's coming back. Call some hockey people, get them on the pod. But
1: <laughs> All right. So this game, there's there's a lot of lot of injuries going on uh, on both sides. We got um, Dalvin Cooks dealing with his shoulder that he he injured on uh, on Sunday against the Lions. He did not practice on Wednesday, but on today, Thursday, he practiced full. So That's something to keep an eye on. I'm sure... He'll still probably, I'd be surprised if he wasn't listed as questionable. If it was the old injury tags, he'd probably, probably be probable, but they can't do that anymore. Um, but he's. it's been reported like even before this practice that he's going to wear a harness and, and play. Uh, Zadarius Smith dealing with a knee injury has not practiced at all this week. I think that's something to keep an eye on. It doesn't seem like he's probably going to play. Harrison Smith is back from his concussion. Uh, I think C.J. Ham is dealing with like something with his foot um and Eric Kendricks has like a toe injury but he's been practicing on as well but then on the Saints side you got a bunch of injuries you got Jameis Winston you got Michael Thomas you got Jarvis Landry Taysom Hills dealing with uh something so like they've got like 10 guys on their injury report but specifically looking at the Vikings in terms of it looks like Delvin Cook's gonna play but he's not gonna be 100 percent and then so today Smith looks like he's not gonna play um if they were both not going to play, which player would be a greater loss versus the saints uh, on Sunday, which player would like, would you rather have, I know Devin cooks not going to be a hundred percent. So is it going to be harder for the Vikings to win with him? Not at a hundred percent compared to just not having zadarius Smith. Um. So I'm trying
2: to look it up right now. The pressure numbers for the Vikings this season, He leads because I, I, what's that?
1: He leads the, the, the Vikings and pressure. I think he has like 15.
2: Right. I was going to do a quick like percentage type thing, but I don't know. Um, I got the window too small, but it's yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, Z'Darrius Smith is definitely the larger loss here. I mean, yeah. he is the Vikings pass rush along with Daniel Hunter right now. Nobody else is doing anything. Mm-hmm. DJ Wanham is the cleaner because yeah. he just cleans up all the sacks that are created mm-hmm. by pressures from Smith and Hunter. Uh, there. I do not know anything that's going on in the interior offensive line right now. The Vikings don't blitz to create pressure, um, because we just want to sit back in a shell, let them nickel and dime us five or ten yards, and not give up sixty-yard touchdowns, even though we do anyway, because our secondary doesn't know what they're doing half the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Vikings really need Darius to play. It's not looking good, and. You know, we knew this at the beginning of the season. There was no depth behind there. The Vikings had plenty of opportunities to take an edge rusher in this draft. Which, by the way, every defensive player that the Vikings took in this year's draft has not played at all—not Louis Seen, not Brian Osamoa, not not anyone. So I have a lot of questions about what's going on there, and uh, might be Listen, a little for uh-huh. Listen, Paul
1: uh-huh. Listen, Paul. Charfian. I saw the stat. I saw the stat.
2: <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to complain about what happened with Mike Zimmer and the rookies last year, you have to point it out for Kevin O'Connell. So, I mean, it's a good tweet by charge. I mean, I mean, it it was kind of an eye opener.
1: They're playing special teams. Okay. They're playing special teams.
2: Do you draft a guy 32nd (laughs) overall to play special teams? Maybe their special teams was terrible last year. So maybe you do. Rick Spielman took a kicker turner in the first Correct. round.
1: Correct. He was. took his... Rick Spielman took kick a kicker turner slash running back. A kick now. returner, a kicker, a long snapper. So yeah, yeah, you you draft for special not maybe not in the first round, but you draft for special teams for sure. Yeah. Uh Z- Smith has twenty five percent of the Vikings total pressures this year. Nice math. Uh, so yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna miss him for sure. And it doesn't look like he's gonna play. I would prefer that he doesn't play because it's week four, you are still doing pretty good. He's, in a, he's a little older guy. I don't think they're going to necessarily need him for this game. I'm not worried about, I would rather have him for, let's say, they're going against the Dolphins, or they're going against the Cardinals to try and slow down Kyler Murray. I'd rather have him for those games. Well, and I think you can
2: make the same argument for Dalvin cook right now. Land hole right. injury is yeah. pretty weird. I did a piece at zone coverage about cooks injury history and kind of where the shoulder thing came from. He actually tore his labrum in his freshman year in 2016, yeah. uh, when he was climbing up some stairs in the weight room and slipped. So, I mean, that that's a win for the old Dalvin cook is made of glass crowd. That's out there. Um, but you know, he, he bounced back. he, was one of the top running backs in the nation. He aggravated in 2016, 2019 yep. in each case, he had to miss a game, but when he came back, he just went off. Like last year, he puts on the harness and whatever. Uh, he runs for 200 yards against the Steelers, but oh, yeah. Tom Pellicero basically said he suffered the injury because he didn't have his harness on. They keep his shoulder in place because he right. hasn't had surgery to repair it. I don't which know why it's, it's kind of like when your mom's like, Hey, you want to take the chicken out of the freezer so we can eat tonight, and you forget, yeah. and you see the doorknob turning, and like, uh oh, yeah, I took it that, out. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Does he fumble every time he gets <laughs> hurt? It seems like it. That's that's my uh, friend's theory that he just starts grabbing his shoulder. The Xavier Rhodes, on. Xavier so, yeah.
1: Rhodes
2: uh, thing. Oh, I pulled a like, hammy. Ah, oh, sorry guys, I, Xavier I,
1: Rhodes. Now, uh, now he Buffalo Bill. So uh, you, got, you got Case Keenum out there, Stefan Diggs, Xavier Rhodes, Leslie Frazier. It's just, you know, Vikings, AFC East, apparently. Uh, a little better, though, right now. Bro, yeah. Actually, same, same record, actually, right now. So can't really say that they're that much better. Uh, their offenses, I would say that. Uh, so the Saints side, Jameis Winston has missed uh, both practices this week with his injury, and it sounds like Andy Dalton. Could be on track to start for the Saints on Sunday. Now, I believe Andy Dalton started in 2020 against Mm -hmm. the Vikings when he was with the Cowboys, and everyone was like, oh, easy game. Dak's out. Andy Dalton's quarterback. Oh, guess what? The Cowboys won that game. Uh, Didn't really have much trouble doing it either. So, does it matter for the Vikings if Winston or Dalton starts? I guess I'm saying, would you rather have? Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton start on Sunday.
2: It depends on uh, if this head coach takes backup quarterbacks more seriously than the last head coach did. Because right. remember when uh, I'll tell you another, about another Dallas Cowboys game when Cooper Rush beat the Vikings when I, I was in the I don't remember that game. Because, I yeah, it <laughs> because Xavier, or Xavier Woods said they didn't even prepare for Cooper Rush at all That's because good. they That's just good. thought Dak was going to play. Um, I think the Vikings won't be as foolish this time around. I would rather play against the guy with three broken vertebrae in his back right now than uh, a healthy Andy Dalton. And I would rather play against the guy who is the most YOLO quarterback in mm-hmm. NFL history mm-hmm. because – Jameis Winston's average depth of target is 12 yards per target, (laughs) which means he is second in the NFL. You know what the Vikings do? They prevent large targets Mm -hmm. down the field. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that if Winston plays, he's just going to YOLO it up and throw it in the hands of Cam Bynum, Harrison Smith, whoever it may be. So I would definitely rather play Jameis Winston, but I don't think there's a huge difference between the two because I don't know. Again, does the head coach take backup quarterbacks more seriously than the
1: last one? We don't yeah. know. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to hope so. I'd like to hope so because I think a lot. Yeah, a lot of times during the Zimmer era, they would go against a backup quarterback and be like, "We don't even need to like prepare for this mm-hmm. guy." And like a quarter into the game, you're like, "Well, I guess we should have prepared a little bit Uh, because this guy's this uh, Brandon Allen guy is pretty yeah, good." Jeez. He's not uh, this this David. This David Blau guy isn't a, isn't a, isn't that bad. Chase uh, Daniel, where did he come from? Oh, I thought he was a geez. coach. There's 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 a long list of backup quarterbacks. Uh, who up, Matt uh, Matt Moore? When the Vikings played the Chiefs, that was. I that wish was he would have. I
2: wish he would have coached against Sean Mannion just to see like what would have happened. Just would Mannion have gotten a
1: win and just thrown his for first three career win against the Vikings? That would definitely that would have happened for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I would rather have Winston play just because he's hurt. If he was healthy, I think it'd be uh, – I'd want Dalton to play. But with Winston hurting, he's got an ankle injury too, I think. Um, still in multiple ailments. And it does, and Michael Thomas, it doesn't sound like he's going to play either, so he's not going to have many people to, to even chuck the ball up to. And Not that I think Michael Thomas has had a huge impact since his return, except for that first game where he caught two touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, Andy Dalton just – I don't know for for whatever reason that that worries me that he'd come in and just be that spark like Cooper Rush is right now for the Cowboys. He's Cooper Rush two and zero, he's three and zero in his career. One of those. Does that make you
2: feel any better about that loss, though? Like uh,
1: a little bit, maybe I don't a little know. bit because because he's not that bad. Like, right, he's for a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's what you want him to do. Sure. And you want him to come in, not make mistakes, and help you win games. That's exactly what Cooper Rush should do. Listen, Jerry Jones right now is like, well, it could be a quarterback competition when Dak's healthy. Meanwhile, <laughs> Dak's like, I can play. I can play next week. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. My, my, th- my thumb's falling off, but I can play next week. tapes um, his Tom to his hand. He does not want to lose his job, to Cooper Rush. And at the same time, I'm like, dude, you're getting paid so much money, like. If you have to sit out a little longer because Cooper Rush is playing well, I I don't think it's that big of a deal, but he's a competitor. But I just think it's funny. Jerry Jones is like, oh, Cooper Rush, you never know. It could be a quarterback competition. And Mike McCarthy's like, no, uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs>
2: We're already playing Zeke until his wheels fall off. I'm not yeah. playing Cooper Rush. But yeah, but,
1: but Cooper Rush, he's exactly what you want in a backup quarterback. That's what the Vikings kind of had. And he's got he's got a little case Keenum in him where like he's a backup. He doesn't. He doesn't worry about like turning the ball over. He'll make those throws that you think are like, like don't make that. But he's a backup quarterback, so he he's willing to take those chances because he wants to make those plays. All right, let's just move on to some some predictions for Sunday. Once again, the game is on at eight thirty Central Time. Uh, if you're going to watch it, so don't forget. Don't don't wake up at noon or eleven and be like. What what happens halftime? Um, because it start it's going to start early on Sunday, so um, the Vikings will win over the Saints on Sunday if they do what?
2: Um, they will win if I they well, okay. So so my my thing was based off of Jameis Winston. So I'm I'm kind of thinking they need to force Jamison mistakes. They need to get pressure on him. I am assuming he's going to play. I I think he's going to waddle his way out there or whatever with a broken back and try and play like that. That's just kind of my theory right now. Um, Like I said, his game plays right into the teeth of the Viking defense. And if they can create some turnovers and some impact plays that give the offense a short field, I think that's exactly what the offense needs to get going because they have not been great the first couple of weeks. So, I'm going to go with that. If they can force Jameis Winston in some mistakes, or whether it be Andy Dalton, um, I think that the Vikings will win this game. How about you?
1: Uh, it's pretty simple to me. I think they need to stop the run. I think if if Jameis is hurt, and or even if Andy Dalton plays, I think the Saints are going to lean a lot on their running game with with Alvin Kamara, and they have Mark Ingram back now. Uh, those guys have hurt the Vikings pretty good in the past, and right now the Vikings are not good uh, against the run. They've allowed. Uh, They're 24th in the NFL in, in rushing yards allowed, 18th in yards per carry, uh, 31st in rushing touchdowns allowed. So they need to get their, you know, shit together in the middle there and, and stop the run better than they have this season because that's an easy way for, for the Saints to come in and, and win and hold on to the ball and keep it out of the Vikings' hands. It's just run the ball, run the clock down. Like, Jameis Winston doesn't have to do too much. Andy Dalton won't have to do too much. So they got to stop the run. They got to stop it early so that the Saints just feel like they have to pass. They have, they should get the Vikings. I feel like if they get out to an early lead, that'll force the Saints into more passing situations, easier pass rush for the Vikings, more turnover opportunities. Um, <clears throat> And I feel like the Vikings should, it'd be, it'd be nice if they had a, I don't know, a special teams touchdown or a big special teams play in this, this one. Cause we've, they got Jalen Rager hasn't really done much. Even Kane Wong who's been pretty quiet in terms of kickoff returns this year. So I'd like to see something out of that. But uh yeah, stopping the run, I think, is kind of underrated going in this game. So I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that. And when the Vikings are not that great, and the Saints have two really good running backs. So um the Vikings will lose against the Saints on Sunday if they don't do what?
2: Uh limit big plays. I, I think it's the other side of the coin, and I know it's a cop out, but um, you know, I think Michael Thomas being out is a benefit if it happens for the Vikings because he is slant poised, so he's gonna work underneath that shell coverage. That's perfect for him. That uh yeah, yeah that, that's perfect for him to eat. And Chris Olave is a very good player. I mean, mm-hmm. he is one of my favorite receivers in this draft class. I know that Drake London is blowing out right now for the Falcons, but
1: Wilson, um,
2: too. yeah, I mean. Yeah, Chris Olave, he he's a bad man and I mean if you have more of those miscommunications in the secondary, I'm looking mm-hmm. at you Cameron Dansler. Uh he's going to get loose down the field and that's going to be a big play. So I think limiting those big plays are going to be uh a priority for the Vikings coming into this game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh that that's going to be huge. I'm I'm curious to see if they just keep sticking with their their zone coverage that they've been going with because of the kind of routes that this saints team or, or basically any team that they've played so far has run against them with just some, you know, shallow crossers over the middle and slants and things like that. Their teams aren't really going deep on them. I know the Eagles did on that one play, but that it hasn't really happened since then. Uh And I know it's early, so it could happen again, but, but teams aren't really going deep. They see, they just find the holes in the zone, get these guys in space and they gain a lot of yards after the catch. And, the Vikings have to figure out how to stop that cuz they can't do that every year. I know I know it's bend don't break or whatever, not every year, every week. It's bend don't break. And their main goal is to keep them out of the end zone, keep them from scoring points. But you could just stop them too. That that keeps them out of the end zone. Like you could, you know, not have them gain so many yards and then it'd be harder for them to get in the end zone. Um so I think I'm just curious to see I guess they would lose if they, yeah, like you said. I'm gonna go with you if they give up the big plays. I, I that's, it's really simple, but at the same time, it's it doesn't seem like it's too simple for the Vikings this year because they've given up a lot of big plays and that has to stop. You can't sustain that all year. It's got to mm-hmm. stop, especially when you get into playoffs. That's that's not gonna work. Um, all right, final score prediction from each of us. Vikings are favored by two and a half points right now, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. And the over-under is 43 and a half, which is 10 points less than what the over-under was last week against the Lions.
2: Um, I think this is going to be a weird game. I really I, I think the Saints are beat up. I'm not comfortable enough to pick the Vikings to just blow them out. But I, I think the Saints are very depleted. I, their offense has struggled outside of one quarter against Atlanta. And especially yeah. if they have to start Andy Dalton, who I think is he's probably the better quarterback to attack this defense than Jameis Winston. So yeah. I'm going to go 2113 Vikings. Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah. That's, well, yeah, because the over under is pretty low. So they're, no one's really expecting it to be a shootout Um, no. for good reason. The Vikings offense hasn't really shown a lot that they can do that either um but i'm gonna go with i guess this would kind of be a blowout for the vikings this year which is but a 10 point win 27 17 sure i I think the vikings are going to be kind of in control of this for pretty much the whole game and and the saints will score like a late touchdown to, to bring the score within 10 but um i'm not worried about this game at all because i don't think the saints are very good i know a lot of people a lot of people were high on them Peter King picked the Saints to be the number 1 seed in the NFC before the season. Yeah. I don't know it's what. They're not looking he, so great right now. <laughs> you know, things things can change. A lot of things can happen it's, it's only week 4, but they don't look good. Sean Payton probably helped that team, you know, helped that team win a lot more games than they probably should have. Uh it's his losses probably the biggest that they've had to deal with. Uh their defense is still pretty decent. And the offense is, is okay, but there's nothing about them that impresses me. They should probably be 0-3. Um, they should have lost to the Falcons if the Falcons you know, weren't the Falcons and can hold a lead uh, ever in their history. Um, so they should be 0-3, and I think the Vikings will be able to get this win unless there's like some random serious injury or something. But hopefully that doesn't happen. But once again, the game will be on at 8.30 Central, On Sunday on NFL Network. And if you're local in Minnesota, it'll be on KSTP and it's also on local in New Orleans. Otherwise, gotta figure out how to find it on NFL Network. Um, so go and put that on your calendar. See if you can find some uh streaming links now before you have to look on Sunday and you forget. Uh but (laughs) we uh we're done here for today. We'll talk to you guys next Monday, hopefully reacting to uh, another Vikings win. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to this video. Uh, Like this video. And if you have done that already, we appreciate you for doing that. Make sure to follow on Twitter and Facebook. The audio version of this podcast will be available tomorrow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. So go check that out in the morning. Uh, But until Monday, Chris and I talk to you later.